Hey, what's up, composers? Tyson Kazare here with the Video Game Composer Podcast, sharing tips, strategies, and stories on how to become a full-time video game music composer. Today, I want to talk to you about prospecting. Very, very, very important subject. And if this isn't something you know much about or aren't currently doing, today's episode is going to be just a little shot in the arm to get you to get you moving, hopefully. So when I started this podcast several months back, I was not a full-time video game music composer. I just had aspirations to be one and had been working on projects and things, but was not a full-time video game music composer. But today, I still am not a full-time video game music composer, but I'm progressing and I am getting closer and closer all the time. It's really exciting to see my career coming together. Um, what I do to, to pay most of the bills during the day is I teach guitar privately and at a university and stuff. And I'm really excited to, to replace all of that income with composing income. And, and that's coming together more and more all the time. And one of the reasons why that's coming together is because of this idea of prospecting. And so it's an important subject to look at and to talk about. And we're going to talk about it right now. So what prospecting is, is it is finding potential customers. It's casting a wide net and finding clients. So when you are on Facebook and you see advertisements or you're on Google and you do a Google search and you get ads. Those companies are prospecting. They are trying to cast a wide net and they are trying to get their name out there to people. They are trying to get people to be interested and click on them and, and explore. Or a door-to-door -door salesman will go out and they'll knock on doors all day to try to find people to buy their widgets or whatever. So that act of going out and finding people and finding potential customers is, the, is prospecting. So a door-to-door -door salesman might go out and he might knock on 100 doors in a day. And most of those people just, you know, half of them don't answer and, and most of the other half just slam their door in his face, his or her face. But after that day, that salesperson might make a sale and they might have a handful of other people that potentially might make a sale in the future. And then the next day, that, that salesman will go and knock on another 100 doors, and then another 100 doors, and another 100 doors. And over time, he's gotten some customers, but he's also gotten a list of potential customers, people that have showed some buying, shown some buying signs and have shown some interest. And he'll build a relationship with them, and continue to follow up with them. And in the future, a percentage of those will end up being customers. And so that's kind of this, this prospecting process. You cast a wide net, you find a bunch of people, you try to weed people out, and you find people that could potentially become customers, and you start to build a relationship with them, and you kind of move them through, through your system, I guess for lack of a better term. So that's what this prospecting idea is. And I wanted to cover three general ideas with prospecting. So the first idea is this. If you don't have work right now, it's because you weren't doing effective prospecting three to six months ago. 
Now, prospecting can take a lot longer than that, so it could be. So prospecting is one of those things that you'll want to start right now. You want to start right away so that you can start to get people knowing about you. You want to get some conversations started. You want to get your name in front of a bunch of people, and you're going to want to start that today because the things that you do today are going to pay off in three months or in six months or in a year from now. Some stories on that is, well, I just told this in the very last podcast, so it's not too crazy of a story, but the two projects I'm currently working on that I'm currently the composer for are people that I contacted a year ago or over a year ago. And I had been in conversation with them for some weeks and some months before that. And so a year ago, the deals almost came together, but then things fell through on for both of these projects, and it looks like looked like I wasn't going to get the gig. But I treated them as potentials still, and so I stayed in communication. I found ways to add value to their projects, and basically I just stayed in their mind. And then a year later, uh, I just reached out to one of them, and they're like, "Yeah, we're ready for music." and we're ready to bring you on board. But the other one actually approached me and they're like, hey, I'm ready for music now. Let's do this. Whereas the year before they said, no, no, we're not going to do it. So that was a really big prospecting success story where even though the deal had almost come through and it had fallen apart, I just kept them in my pool of prospects, of prospective clients and continued to service them. And by service them, I mean I continued to build our friendship. I looked for ways to add value. I looked for ways to help them out with their game projects. And now they're clients of mine, and that's two new projects that I have that I'm working on. Uh, even though I'm not a full-time video game composer yet, I'm well on my way. And the thing that's been really awesome and helpful is that basically since I started this journey, almost three years ago, I've almost always had pro current projects that I'm working on. There haven't been too many times where I've been in a lull and haven't had any projects to work on. Now granted, not all of these have been like very high paying projects, but in the beginning, it's really good to amass at least like 10 projects. And then you have this body of work to stand on to then jump up to the next level. Um, so prospecting helps you to have projects, current projects that you can always be working on, uh, having credits to your name of video game projects that you've worked on. So that's my first tip is to start now because the things that you do now are going to pay off months down the road. And if you don't have any video game projects right now, it's because you didn't do the, pro the prospecting three to six months ago. So start right now. In fact, I challenge you to make five prospecting calls today. And by calls, I mean you could be sending emails, you could be doing social media things, but I want you to, to reach out and contact five people today. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about is just trying things. So I just said, you go out and try prospecting today. And you might say, okay, that's awesome, Tyson, but how? And... What I want to say is the how doesn't matter as much. Yeah, it's important, but 
it's not as important as just starting because there's a lot of trial and error in this and you're gonna find things that work and that don't work. I was recently talking to a composer who's full-time working on a lot of cool projects and he was telling me about his prospecting and basically what he does is he emails video game companies, video game developers. He just sends them an email and he says, this is who I am, this is the kind of work I've done, I'd love to make a custom demo for your your game project and be considered. And he just sends them a very direct email. And then he asked me, because he knew that I call a bunch of composers and ask a bunch of questions. He's like, hey, I haven't really talked to other composers to see what they do. What are other people doing? Are other people doing this? And I thought about it and what I said to him was, you know, everyone I talk to basically does the same thing. They're reaching out to people and there's a lot of cold contacting. I know you'll hear people say, oh, don't cold call, that's a waste of time, that's not effective. But I think when you dig into it, you won't find that there's many people that are really making things happen that at least didn't get their start doing a lot of cold contacting. Anyway, I, I thought about it and I said to him, you know, from all the people I've talked to and things I've read online or YouTubers that I've followed, Everyone is basically doing something similar in that they're reaching out over email or social media or whatever, forums, and they're contacting game developers and, and other people and letting them know who they are and what they do. And there's different strategies to go about that. But that's generally what you want to do. So it, yeah, there are strategies and there are things that will work and you, you'll find things that work really well for you. But more important than that is just starting. So here's, here's a few ideas of things that I've tried and things that other successful composers have done to prospect and to find clients. So in the year 2020, I contacted hundreds of game developers, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of game developers. And I basically used two strategies and I'll share those with you right now and I'll kind of compare the results. So the first half of the year, January to June, I would contact people on social media and I would look at their game and I'd find games that looked really cool to me and that I would be excited to work on. And then I would contact them and I would basically say, I love your game, this looks really cool. If you don't already have a composer for the project, I would love to call and just chat with you about your vision for the game's music. Can we? Is there a time this week that you know we could chat? That's more or less what my message would say. And I, sometimes I'd send that through social media. If I could find their email address, I'd send it through their email. <clears throat> but I did hundreds of these and I got two gigs out of it. Um, at least that year I got two gigs out of it. These two gigs that I got recently that I told you about, that's how I originally made those contacts as well, is through that message. But back then I got two immediate gigs out of it, out of the probably three to 400 messages that I sent. And I, I tracked it all in a spreadsheet. So I, if I looked, I could tell you the exact number, but I don't remember it offhand, but it was probably around 400. And then from June, from sometime in June to the end of the year, I switched up my strategy a little bit. Instead of just being like, hey, instead of going for the jugular, being like, hey, I'm a composer, I'd love to do your music. I switched it up and I started engaging in conversation with people. 
So I, I do the same thing. I found games that I liked that I sincerely, genuinely wanted to work on. And then I would just start a conversation with them. But I wasn't just like, it wasn't like a willy-nilly conversation that, you know, was just kind of could go anywhere. I had stages and levels. So I would repost and I'd share their game and I'd do some promotion of it. I'd ask them where they were in the development process. And I just like, just I'd ask them some questions. Get, I'd show genuine interest in their project. I'd get to know them a little bit better. And then at a certain point, I would start asking them about music and audio and what they're doing for that. And I would set up meetings and I, would, I did Zoom meetings and talked with new game developers about audio and strategies for implementing audio into their games. And so it was a lot more of a process. I was spending a lot more time on each individual game developer that I contacted. So I did a lot less. So the last half of the year, instead of contacting like 400 people, maybe I only contacted like 200. I don't remember, but it was less. And I got two video game gigs out of it. At least right then I got two immediate video game gigs out of it. So my first strategy, I contacted a lot more people. I got two video game projects out of it. My second strategy, I contacted less people but spent a lot more time on those people. I got two video game gigs out of it. So I'm not saying that that's how it always goes and that you know they were exactly the same. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that you should just try things and find things that work for you. Other composers, uh, like this composer I mentioned earlier, just sent emails, didn't do any of the social media stuff, just sent emails directly to game developers. Other composers will offer free music. They'll create demos before even contacting the game developer and sending it to him being like, hey, I was really inspired by your game. And so I just couldn't help but making this track and they'll send them like a little 30 second track and start a conversation that way. Or they'll be more direct and they'll be like, I'd love to be involved with you guys and, and work on your next project. There's a whole variety of things that people are doing to get game projects. And they're suggesting those and they're being like, you should try this because this works. So the moral of the story that I take from all this is that there's a lot of things that can work and maybe all of these things can work. Um, but you just wanna start now. You wanna pick something and you wanna start now. So get on social media, get on Instagram, type in some hashtags, some game dev hashtags like Indie Game Dev or Screenshot Saturday, or get on Twitter or get on Steam and start looking up game developers and send them emails directly or contact them through their contact page. But start contacting people and start today to get some uh, to get some work <laughs> lined up in the future. The other thing that I really recommend with this is that you um, is that you have some sort of a spreadsheet or some way of tracking your clients. So I guess that's my third tip is that you just want to be organized and you want to be systematic. So have some sort of spreadsheet where you can con you can track who you've contacted, when you contacted them, and then if you have some sort of strategy, like I'm gonna engage them in conversation, then I'm gonna repost their stuff for a week, then I'm gonna ask them about their development process, then I'm gonna ask them what they're doing for music. And if you have uh, a system in place, which I highly recommend, then you can also track that and you can kind of track where, you, where different prospects are 
in your personal funnel that you've developed. And I wouldn't say sit down and develop a whole huge system today, but work it out over time. So today what's important is that you just contact five developers through email or social media or phone calls or whatever and just say, and, and they just either start a conversation that you will lead somewhere or just go the really direct route, which also works and say, hey, my name is Joe Schmo and I'm a composer. I would love to be involved in your next project. Um, you know, I'd love to hear back from you. Here's a demo of my music. I'd love to create a demo for your next game project and be considered. Uh, so be organized, have a spreadsheet, have a way of tracking who you contact. Try different things because there's no magic bullet. There's no one sure way. You just got to start pounding the pavement, get it done today. And then the last thing is you got to start now because what you do now is going to generate your business and your clients three to six months a year from now. All right, composers, I hope that's, I hope that's hopeful. <laughs> I hope that's hopeful. I hope that's helpful to you. I hope that you will start today. I want to hear how your, pro your prospecting journey is going. Please send me an email at the video game composer podcast at gmail.com. And remember, composers, go out and make it happen. <laughs>